It's Meet Me for Coffee, your entertainment and music podcast. I got an awesome band out of Colorado. They're called Pathos and Logos. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You got your coffee? Sure do. Okay. Cheers, so, buddy. Cheers. Um, so many people don't know who you guys are up here in Canada, and it'd be really cool to introduce yourself. Let's let's start with uh our friend there in the uh, the plaid. Uh, what's your name and how do you take your coffee? All right. Well, my name's Kyle Neely. Um, I play guitar in Pathos and Logos. Uh, I've been playing guitar for, I don't know, 20 plus years now. Uh, Paul and I met when I was working as a recording engineer at the Traxxas Recording Studio, well known for albums you may have heard of, like, I don't know, Hatebreed, God Forbid, The Black Dahlia Murder, Human Abstract. And uh, Paul used to come in as a, as like a session musician from time to time. And I met him through a friend uh, while working on the God Forbid 4 record. And fast forward, what, 15 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here we are still kicking out the jams together, man. That's awesome. What about you? How do you take your coffee? Oh, well, I'm Paul, as Kyle just previously stated. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, play drums in the band, been playing for about that same amount of time <clears throat> in excess of 20 years. And, um, yeah, Kyle and I have a pretty long history, uh, not just with this band, but we've actually been in a lot of bands together. And, uh, Pathos and Logos is kind of like an, a, a rival. Um, it uh, took us a while to get here, but it's definitely working out way better just being two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Let's uh, talk about how you take your coffee. Is it black? Is it with, I know you're a drummer, so you need someone to oh, give you some high speed. I take my black, man. All right. And, and right. I, I'm, a, I'm a light guy. I, I would definitely go, you know, two creams, two sugars, extra cream is fine, you know. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, Pathos and Logos, there's a, a, a name there. Um, there's some meaning behind, you know, Pathos. It talks, it's about, you know, if I look it up in Latin and Greek, it talks about the the suffering and and and, and the, the pain and um and then the logos is like the story, the legend almost like um so how'd you guys come up with something like that? that I mean, uh before we talk about the human abstract, let's talk about your name. Well, it's interesting that you would bring up the Greek thing. Paul, you're Greek. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean the name obviously comes, it's related to the rhetorical triangle. And although it is true that the, the words can be interpreted in the way that you described, uh, there's alternative interpretations that essentially mean something more like emotion or feeling, and that uh, logos is logic. And I think that that's kind of what more what we think of we uh, envision what the name means. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, you know what? There's a lot of... Um, I, sometimes I, I find myself asking why someone named their band uh, what they... Uh, decided on right and what what are what were some other options for you guys what other names were floating around oh you know i'll I'll take that one interesting that you would ask the question uh we did actually have another band name uh we used to be called citadel and i don't know if i can i don't know if i can throw that out there but either way hopefully we don't get another cease and desist letter but (laughs) yeah we originally went by citadel and you know had all our socials and everything set up had played maybe one two shows something like that garnered a bit of a following and uh yeah man got this good old cease and desist letter and within 24 hours everything was shut down our email had been shut down 
Facebook had been shut down. YouTube was shut down. E- e- everything was shut down. Um, uh, got, uh, this is worthy of mention, too. Got a cease and desist letter over Facebook, dude. Boom. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. There is apparently a band, uh, I think out of Ohio or something somewhere, that had licensed the name Citadel a long time ago. And so we just had to go and switch it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like in the 70s. I mean, going on almost 50 years ago. Yeah, something like 1979 or something like that. Kind of, kind wow. of wild. But uh, so in the midst of all that, we had to come up with another name. And um, I don't even remember if there were any other options. I think we just got to Pathos and Logos and, yeah. and both thought that that fit us very well and ran yeah. with it. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, like if you really think about it, like... Citadel is a pretty solid name too. <laughs> we liked very, it. We thought it was cool. I like it too. I mean, uh, I'm surprised some of those guys are still alive. But it's Join the club, back. bud. Yeah, I even checked up. Like, just oh. like you can look stuff like that up, and I'm like, they still, they are just there in there like a tick, boy. They just yeah. <laughs> won't let go of that name. For years, I was checking on their status uh, within the registry just to see if anybody maybe like didn't keep up on it, didn't pay the bill, something like that. And those cats haven't slipped since day one. So it, it's their name. They can have it. If it means that much to you, gentlemen, uh, that's uh, good for you. You you go ahead. Yeah. yeah and, and at this point, for what it's worth, I feel like we've really grown into the Pathos and Logos name. And uh yeah, a lot of people ask us about it. It shows. Um, I mean, this this topic actually comes up pretty, pretty yeah, pretty frequently. Pretty frequently. Well, it's 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 very like it's it's obscure to hear a name like that, right? And it's uh, you don't really hear like an, a name like Pathos and Logos, and it makes you guys stand out. Um, you guys chose to go the instrumental route, um, so you know that's another you know whole bag that we can open up right now and i think i really want to because i'm always one to listen to some you know now i guess now is the time to listen to more instrumental metal music instrumental like rock music people are really getting into that stuff like animals as leaders um why 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 does this fit you guys um you know i think that there's actually kind of a funny story should i tell them about back in the day yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So when I had mentioned earlier that when Paul and I met, we met in New Jersey and I was working at the recording studio, right? So uh, I didn't have any friends out there or anything like that. So I forced myself on his band at the time as the singer. And um, I am not a good singer by any stretch of the imagination. Paul is actually uh, has been a good singer over time. And um, anyway, Paul actually fired me from that band. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, uh, you know, maybe I've got a little PTSD left over from that. Uh, maybe, maybe. But uh, si- since then, we have played with other singers. But um, when it came down to it, uh, long story short, we made the decision to still write parts that sound like vocal lines and then just transpose them onto guitar. So a lot of the leads are aren't super shreddy per se, like what you would hear from something like, you know, animals as leaders or, uh, you know, volumes or something like that. Uh, how they're very metered out, but they're meant to resemble vocal melodies. So as far as, you know, not having a singer, it was a conscious decision, but it was also a conscious decision for 
vocal melody lines to still be present in the songs because people mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I fully agree with you guys. Sometimes uh, you go into like, you know, I get sent sometimes the, the, the press release or whatever. It's like an instrumental band. And it's like, okay, well, let's check this out. And it's like, oh, this is pretty good. You know, I, I listened to, uh, well, it's not out yet. Um, you guys have a record coming out on uh, June 24th uh, called Cult. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's, it's a four song. It's four songs, right? That's correct. Four songs. Um, one of the songs, it's a, it's a Regnum. That one's up on Spotify. Yeah. Um, I heard all the rest of them. It's a fantastic record. Um, why the the, the, the the cool artwork? It's a, it was a tarot card? What was the story behind that? Uh, there is actually kind of a, a cool story behind that, I guess. Um, so the, the songs for the record have been done actually for, I guess, over a year now. Right? Yeah, it's over a year. Yeah, we've had the songs done and we've just kind of been keeping them close to the vest and took them out on tour to kind of field test them, I guess. Yeah, see what vet they, them. Yeah, really vet them and see how they, see how people would react to them. And, and we changed a lot of the songs after that. But we also came to find that people were really connecting to these songs, too. And we just thought that maybe there should be more of an emphasis on a part of the artwork other than just the music, because we are just an instrumental band. So we decided to go the tarot card route, um, which we're calling the Codex. Um, We decided to go that route so that we can weave in a narrative into the songs and that way people can participate with the songs without there necessarily being words to the music. (laughs) Um, They can go ahead and check out the artwork and read along through the narrative at the bottom of the card and basically, you know, choose their own adventure, really. Um, But we had another artist lined up. And uh, a local artist, very good artist. Very talented guy. Very talented guy. And he was giving us good stuff, but it just, how do I say this? I guess it wasn't, we, we felt that the music was great and we needed the art to be great as well. So that's how we ended up with such cool, interesting artwork and multiple pieces as well as just, you know, as opposed to just one cover art or cover piece. Yeah, that makes me kind of happy because I was just talking to someone the other day about it's very hard to satisfy uh, what you see. Like if you're trying to create something, it's very hard to satisfy that vision, right? Mm-hmm. To see see it follow through because you might go through, you know, 10 designers or like, you know, might jam or, uh, you know, hire a singer or play guitar on a record or try and compose something. But if you just can't see it, like, can't feel it the way you want to feel it it's very hard to satisfy yourself and and and, and may and feel good about it and uh yeah kudos to you guys because like you know uh you guys only deserve the best for your records right so that's the way you guys look at it and that's amazing because a lot of people they just they go through that process and they just end up like deciding on something it's like hey well this guy gave us this i'm not too happy with it whatever but uh you guys are you know a bit complacent over this stuff right it's good it's good to talk about this stuff it's good to to move on and with, with your vision. it's uh, uh, Paul, how, how important is it to, um, to fulfill your vision with this band? Like it's, it's, it's uh, how excited are you about the new record and um, where do you see this going? Well, I've, I've 
fantastically excited about their record. I'm more excited about this record than anything we've ever done. And Kyle and I have a, a very, obviously, as we were just explaining, a very long history of making music together. Um, one of the, we were just talking about circling back and, you know, talking about the, the tarot card design, the codex, and just sort of the general excitement that we have about everything that we're doing. Uh, and some of the, you, you talked about like sort of satisfying your creative needs. Um, it was a, it was a challenge creating it. It was, I mean, it was just a challenge creating it. Uh, we had played the songs out for a while and wanted to make sure that, yeah, like you were saying, that we were presenting it the best and most exciting way that we could. Um, and in addition to, like Kyle was saying, the narrative kind of being woven in on each card uh, to this uh, sort of, uh, you could call it a cult. This kind of a cult subtext that we have going on with our stuff. Um, we were getting dressed in the dark. I mean, we came up with an album format. We tried to do it respectfully and logically about, you know, the way that people consume music these days. And uh, if I understand correctly, I mean, cars, a lot of modern cars, for instance, aren't even being made with CD players anymore. Uh, so, well, how are people consuming music? Uh, that your phone is the record player. Mm -hmm. And so we that was another thing that sort of factored into the creation of the format. Um, it was time and energy expensive, but it's fantastically rewarding. Like I said, everything ranging from the songs, the, the keys of the songs, the names, uh, and um, certain other things involving certain rhythms that we used and uh, the meaning therein, up to and including the the format that we came up with it's just it's it's a really like holistically satisfying creation and uh and i don't know it just feels good man <laughs> hey it seems like you guys are really into this that's that's a good thing to see because you know there's band members that i interview sometimes and they're just going through the the motions talking about things and that's why i always try and ask the questions that need to be answered but at the same time there are band members out there from th those bigger bands that have been asked the same questions over and over again. Um, but this is the beginning of something great. I really do, do believe that. Uh, let, let's talk about the human abstract. You guys had a chance to, uh, you worked at the studio that produced some of those records, man. Uh, one of the guys like that I know actually played the human abstract. He's actually like what, 25 minutes away from me. Oh, uh, and, oh and, no, Yeah. And Andrew Tapley, do you know that guy? I sure do. I wonder if Andrew remembers me. Tell him Kyle from Tracks he says hi. Oh, I, I definitely will. If I ever run into him again, uh, we always have these little weird run-ins, you know, it's in the middle of like a restaurant. Or, hey, man, what's going on? You know, uh -huh. that's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really like that band. Um, you and everybody else, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that band too. They were. Uh, I, I was blown away in the studio at their just the level of musicianship, um, especially at that particular time, because if I recall correctly, <clears throat> so I worked on the first record, which is Nocturne. Um, and at that time, the other stuff that was coming out was still very new wave of American heavy metal, you know, metal core-ish. And so to see a band like that come in, holy shit. Yeah, it just blew my mind. Actually, I, I realized at that point in time I needed to get that guitar. <laughs> hey, that crossing the Rubicon song was pretty good too. And like, uh, like I feel that Mid Haven, like you know, because they had Andrew come in, uh, 
a lot of people bashed them you know they bashed that record but it was it's pretty good too like I, you know it's uh, the vocals on those records are fantastic the music musicianship i do agree with you fully 100 percent, a thousand percent if i can say that that it, fantastic records i just remember listening to those right like it's unreal right like yeah, start to finish every single track on the on, on their albums are good and the um i mean the attention to detail oh yeah down to the you know fractions of seconds or even you know milliseconds every single thing is thought out every single thing that the human abstract was putting together and you know was still doing is just how do i say this it's it's got intention behind it it's not just thrown against the wall and let's see what sticks and that's what's so good yeah absolutely well guys thanks a lot for answering my questions tonight um you know it's uh, going to be one of uh, many shows that I think we do. I'll invite you guys back. And when you guys come over to Canada, you can definitely, uh, you know, sit down, have a coffee, if not have a meal. I know how much that's appreciated when you guys are on the road, especially with some normal folks that don't fanboy over you guys. If you guys uh, aren't too big for me by that time, uh, pathos well, and logos. Um, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, I was going to say, well, I mean, like we could fanboy over you for a little while, man. Like, <laughs> Nah, man, Thank you, I, I don't like people fanboying over me, man. It gets kind of weird that way. You know, I just like to just hang out and, uh, of course, bring up some cool bands, if not listen to some records and, you know, play some guitar or, you know, we'll do something cool. I, um, I, I can relate to that for not to take up too much more of your time, but we, we recent just over the weekend, we had our first, like, I don't know if I would say stalker experience, but it, it got kind it got pretty close uh and so yeah man i'm starting to kind of rethink the whole fanboy thing myself <laughs> hey you got a you got a big greek guy right there he'll he'll take care of it <laughs> sounds good i'll let him know so pathos and logos uh what's the website people can get in contact with you uh tell, tell them this and then we'll we'll leave it there for now okay sounds good yeah, if, uh, people want to check us out, definitely check us. Uh, check out www.pathosandlogos.com. You'll find all of our tour dates on there. You can buy merch, uh, lots of videos and photos on there. We even upload secret messages in our solution script so that we can communicate with yeah. fans. So check out the website. It's pretty cool. Awesome. We've, uh, also got the Instagram and the Twitter going. Uh, and certainly on the Instagram, a lot of that, uh, <clears throat> a lot of the art and uh, sort of the language and the iconography that we've come up with is pretty prominently featured on there as well. Yeah, so check it out, guys. Awesome. So Cult available June 24th. Uh, it's going to be another awesome record from these guys. Uh, you better look forward to it. If not, try and pre-save it on Spotify when that availability comes out for you. Um, and just look up again, looking for that awesome cover. You'll know what I'm talking about. So save the date, Bethos and Lobos. Take care. See you guys. Thanks. <laughs>